Ladies Ooh. and gentlemen, we nice are box. back. TL Fantasy Football. It's your boy, Troy King, a.k.a. T. King Mode. And with me, I got a sad-ass Rams fan. Hey, watch your mouth, man. Now, everyone in the comments, we got to pour one out from a guy, LQ, and all the other Rams fans. Because, man, they look sorry last night. And we're going to talk all about it. We appreciate you rocking with us again. TL Fantasy Football, we're here on the Destination Devi channel every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back. I appreciate everybody rocking with us in the comments. Let's see who's here. I saw Seven Goat Rings, Dynasty Barry, Robert. What's up, Toronto Dave? I appreciate y'all rocking with us. What's up, MB Dubs? Again, again uh, we're we going to get right into it. What's up, Albert? How you doing, man? But yeah, let's get right into the show, man. So Monday Night Football, it was the Rams versus the 49ers. And let's, but let's, I'm going to start off with the 49ers side. Let's start with the 49ers side because I know, again, for those who don't know, Laquan is a sad Ram fan. So we're going to leave his sorrow for last. First, we are going to talk about, if you guys didn't watch the game yesterday, the 49ers won 24 to 9. 24 to 9. Let's talk about the 49ers side of the ball. LQ, tell me what you thought about Jimmy G, Debo, Jeff Wilson. Let tell me your like your perspective from the 49ers side of things. I'm only gonna big up Debo because I got some shares of him. You know, I've been rocking with him for the last two years. So Debo's just being Debo. We already know that Debo's gonna step in, show up and show out at home, first of all. And we know he's putting up big plays. I know if you ignore the play- playoff game, like regular season, like he's just been balling. My man had a passing touchdown, receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Like you name it, he was doing it all in the last six games versus us. So, I mean, Debo's the only standout. You know, Brandon Ayuk was like a sneaky play. Like it was like a sleeper play this week. You know, he didn't really show up as much as I wanted him to, but again, Jimmy J, yeah, he's still trash, bro. We don't need to talk about this guy. Like, the thing is, you got to understand, the 49ers defense is really like that. Like, they're they're going to play hard. They're going to make explosive plays, so they carried Jimmy G that entire game. They're going to carry him throughout this whole entire regular season. But look, Let's talk about Jimmy G is doing what they're asking Jimmy G to do. Now, is he nothing more than less? Look, Jimmy G is playing. Is he the greatest quarterback in the world? Nah, but hell no. Look, he's doing what the there's a reason why the 49ers like him. His thing, Jimmy G does his job most of the game. The problem with Jimmy G usually is that he makes a bad mistake at the worst time possible. He didn't do that last night. He didn't need to because the Rams were so trash last night. I was about to say, it's (laughs) not that the Rams were trash. They were just kicking our ass in, like, plays that were meant to be broken up, like stuffing Jeff Wilson in that explosive run he had, stopping Debo, getting how he did. But I think Aaron Donald was out on that play. The play yeah, that Jeff Wilson, that the Jeff yeah. play that Jeff Wilson took into the house. Aaron Donald just happened to not be there, so the Forty Niners took advantage. And but let's talk about like the stats though, right? Because Jimmy G he had that one touchdown where Debo literally did everything for them for him on that one play. Jeff Wilson eighteen for seventy four and a touchdown. Kittle, he had that one touchdown called back, but unfortunately yeah. he was only two for 24. He's making it really hard to start him because the 49ers, 
he's such a great blocker. And the problem is, like, I don't understand why Kyle Shanahan doesn't draw up plays because besides Debo, Kittle's your best weapon. He's been your best weapon. Like, why not use him more often? Why not draw plays up for Kittle? I don't understand why. Again, I know he's a great blocker. I know Trent Williams is hurt, but bro, get your best player to freaking ball. It's debatable, though. I don't think Kittle's the best player on the offense anymore. I think what we saw and enjoyed out of Kittle, like in the past years, that's when we're still waiting for Debo to develop and be healthy for a season. That's where Brandon Ayuk had his small breakout while these guys were hurt. So we really haven't seen, you know, a full offense with Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo a full 16 games. So I feel like what we're seeing now, like Kittle was involved. Like he was getting targets. Some of them weren't catchable. And then obviously the touchdown that didn't count. I mean, he would have had a nice outing. Like we wouldn't be questioning Kittle if he scored that touchdown. Last if he scored that touchdown, we would be thinking differently. But at the same time, yeah. the vol- volume is – I am a little bit worried about the volume. We haven't seen consistent volume. And he's been injured, you know, the first couple weeks. So I I think it's catching up for this offense. We just need to be patient, really, because you got to remember, Kittle was hurt. Jimmy DG was marketing himself to another team. So he didn't really get the practice. He didn't get no practice reps. He didn't get no OTA reps, no preseason reps. Like, this is his preseason to get going and getting back to that chemistry he had with these uh, wide receivers and offense. So, yeah. And we uh, and look, and we know that look, Kittle, you're not gonna leave him on your bench because God forbid no. you put him on your bench and he blows up, you're going to regret it, right? So uh, but yeah, I think Kittle Kittle's gonna be just fine. I think you're gonna get these weeks with Kittle going forward. Brand Ayuk, he's only he only had four receptions for 37 yards. I was hoping I do like the chemistry there. Oh, and guys, make sure you're liking the video. We appreciate everybody in the chat. Make sure all y'all smashing that like button. Thank you so much for being in the comments. But yeah, and you want now? Now let's switch things, guys. So everybody, I wish I had tissues for my colleague Laquan Jones. Again, he is a depressed Rams fan. No, I'm not. Let's talk. No, no. Let's talk about the Rams side of the ball. They only scored nine points, and I want to know. Can you tell you, El? Can you please tell me? Because Sean McVay. Is supposed to be an offensive guru. He's supposed uh, to be an offensive guru, right? But literally every single play is either getting the ball to Cooper Cup or getting the ball that? to Tyler Higby. The problem is when you're targeting Cooper Cup 19 times, the defense is going to eventually catch on. Like, hmm, maybe all, and that's the reason why he got they got that interception. They got that pick six. You know why? Because they telegraphed the play. They telegraphed the play, and the defender was able to, look, anticipate where Stafford was going to go and took it to the house. Right? Because you know why? Because, oh, hey, I think they're going to target Cooper Cup again because you target him 19 times. Sean McVay, maybe it's time to switch it up a little bit, Mr. Offensive Guru. Uh, And, And then Tyler Higby. Again, if it's not going to Cooper Cup... It's going to Tyler Higby. But let's talk about Cooper Cup. 14 receptions, 122 yards. If you have a fantasy football, you're loving it. You're absolutely yeah. loving Cooper absolutely. Cup fantasy football. He's a god. He's a fantasy football god. We know that. Tyler Higby has been one of the surprises of the entire season. Tyler Higby, 10 receptions on 14 targets, 73 yards. Tyler Higby, he's a plug-and-play tight end because, you know, Sean McVay isn't creative, and all he's going to do is throw it to one of those guys. So all you got to do is defend one of them, and you're going to be just fine. Allen Robinson, I'll tell you right now, in redraft, you can comfortably drop Allen Robinson. If you haven't already, 
Mark my words, you could clip it. Drop Allen Robinson because all he's doing out there, he's running out, he's running rounds and not getting in the ball. I don't know why he's even on the team. Like it's Ben Skoranek is getting more Watch targets. Ben Skoran is getting what? more targets than Allen Robinson. It's pathetic. Like you paid Allen Robinson. He's I think he's washed because either he's washed or there's some reason why Matthew Stafford is not throwing this man the ball. He's not watched. He's not watched. I, 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 I not want to there. think that, LQ, but if I look at his stats for the season, There's, that screams watched. So I went on a rant. I went on a rant. But before I give it to you, we also got to talk about your sorry running backs. Cam Akers. Do I'll you want to know? That. Do you want to know what Cam Akers put up last night? Eight rushes. You want to know how many yards? 13. I think Eight the rushes for 13. I got tackled by freaking Bobby Wagner. He had more yards. <laughs> He did, bro. Eight rushes for 13 yards, and that was your starting running back, bro. Daryl Henderson, he— Who's starting running back? Y'all's. Daryl Henderson had seven rushes for 27 yards, which is also pathetic, which is not as pathetic as Cam Akers. All, Cam Akers, but we can't say the injury. I don't know what's going on with him, but my gosh, bro. Like, talk about—people were drafting this man in the fourth, fifth round, the Giants. Oof. I know everyone regrets that. But anyways, I've been I mean, roasting your team— Long enough, LQ. Please tell me what is going on with your. I mean, where do you want to start? Wait, I, I haven't even talked about Matthew Stafford yet. Hold on. I haven't talked about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, forty-eight passing attempts, two hundred and fifty-four yards, interception. The man was sacked seven times. Your offensive line is absolute trash. You don't absolute think I would trash? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. John's like, I am. No, I listen, am listen, enjoying listen. this. All I'm gonna say, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. It's Listen, all I'm going to say is for this, if you have any Rams players on your fantasy rosters, obviously start and forget Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, nice plug and play. The only I'm ones. That's it. The end of list. That's it. But I'm comfortably dropping Matthew Stafford until further notice. And in redraft. In redraft. Just redraft. Only. Said, we don't yeah. Anyway, I'm going to keep Allen Robinson for another two to three weeks. Hear me out of why. I'm going to keep him just based on this is a sad loss for Sean McVay. Sean McVay wanted this win bad. And look, they're now 7-0 and in the regular season, straight seven wins. Since wait, 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 wait. Can, can you say that one more time? How many times have the 49ers beaten the Rams? Anyway, How many on. times? How many so times, Matthew bro? So Stafford, for the simple fact that he's not looking at Allen Robinson. Like, Allen Robinson's running all the routes that Cooper Cup's running. The same amount of routes are ran. He's not looking at him completely. Like, he's not even showing any interest that way. And it may be because he's not getting separation. And that's fine. That's fine. But don't try to utilize him in the red zone and force the ball to him in an uncatchable ball. We saw it twice last night. But for the simple fact that, you know, Tyler Higby's becoming a thing, you know, you kind of just have to say, hey, if Cooper Cup's not open, he's going to go to Tyler Hick, it's a security blanket. I mean, that's literally all he is. But moving forward with the running backs, man, I've been screaming this since February, maybe even before with Cam Akers. People, 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 listen. You have to understand when you have a running back coming back from that type of injury, they're not going to have the same burst. They're not going to have the same type of, you know, play, that, that vision, that balance. They haven't been on the field for X amount of months. So the recovery was great. He came back, playoffs, 20 touches, 1.6 yards per carry was what? Did what for your fantasy team? Nothing. So here we are into week five, and we're talking about Cam Akers and his disappointing ass again. 
And for the simple fact that Sean McVay keeps putting him in when he's making mental errors, this is pass blocking. This pass is blocking? He's, he's getting, sorry to interrupt. I'm no, saying, like, yeah, he's, he's getting running, not running yeah. the right route. And it's like, Stafford's looking at him like, what are you doing? Like, get this guy off the field. <laughs> and McVay keeps putting him in rotation. The fact that we saw a glimpse of Malcolm Brown, which is crazy, that was elevated from the practice squad. Literally saw him in the red zone for three plays. Why? He's the third back on the depth chart. Give Darrell Henderson the work he deserves. He looks like the better running back in the system. Pass blocking, running routes, whatever you want to call it. He's the better back right now. The burst, the vision, the balance. He's breaking tackles. Cam Akers is getting stuff, and that's it. It's not happening. Ooh, I can't wait until he's healthy to get an opportunity because literally the Rams backfield is screaming, someone replace me, replace the RB1. Kyron Williams and Dynasty, there's a time to pick him up. He shouldn't be too expensive, so I, Listen, I like he's that. He's already showing signs of that. He can't stay healthy. He broke his foot during training camp, and now he's dealing with, I forget what type of injury he's dealing with right now. So. That's a lot to take on to actually try to pick him up this season going into the next season because I'm putting my money on that the Rams are drafting another running back in the higher rounds next season. It's, it's very what it, is, what it is. It's very possible. I'm about to go in Anderson again. on the contract year. Cam Akers is looking ass like – they have to go get another running back. It's true. I'm about to do my thing. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much. Make sure you're dropping a like on the video. Much appreciated. But, yeah, the Rams backfield, please stay away. For the love of God, please stay away from the Rams backfield. They're only going to disappoint you going forward. Unless you're in a very, very, very deep league, please do not play them. All right. Now, we're – and also, be before – I do want to ask you a question, though. Why do you think that Sean McVay – doesn't scheme up plays for Allen Robinson like he does Cooper Cup or scheme up plays for Tyler Higby. I just don't understand that because they keep putting him on the X and just letting him just do go routes and then just again throwing fades, doing whatever. It's it just doesn't. There's no. There's not stacking the receivers. He's not doing anything to be creative with Allen Robinson. I just don't understand. He's literally just standing all the way by the sideline. Running, he's just running again. He's doing cardio, he's doing absolutely nothing. I don't want to say it's Sean McVay because I don't believe it is, to be honest. I he's calling the play, he's not. calling the plays, he's calling bro. the plays, but we've seen relevance with three wide receivers almost have a thousand yards. Troy, we almost seen Brandon Cooks have a thousand yards, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. This is the same system. Just a so then what happened? So then why'd you pay the this quarterback? Man? Matthew Stafford is literally not looking at him. At least golf will go through one, two, three reads and then get sacked, fumble. Whatever, but he's still going through all his reads. He's literally saying hike, looking at Cooper Cup, throwing the Cooper Cup. The play doesn't even fully develop. Like he's getting rid of the ball too quick, or he's not letting, which is fine because the O line is trash. So that could be another issue of why he can't get through his reads. But what I'm saying is it's not Sean McVay and the play calling and scheming him up. It's just simply Matthew Stafford not being able to go through his reads to have enough time. So he's it's going a combination to combination of both. I think it's reliable. I think it's a combination of both. And I think that, again, the issue is, you know, your offensive line is trash. If you have this guy that you're not utilizing, you know what? The defense not going to expect you to throw to Allen Robinson because you have it all season. So maybe I actually could throw the defense off. If you, you got to talk to Matthew plays. Stafford, because even Sean McVay on the sidelines looking at Matthew Stafford on that pick, like what happened? Why'd you, why'd you throw it? If it wasn't there, why'd you do it? That's kind of one of those things. Like, why'd so you what, do that? what are we doing with acres and dynasty for me? 
Look, I'm not selling. Are you I am losing any sleep. Listen, I don't understand why people do this. Fantasy's not that hard. Are you losing any sleep on a Rams running back? The Todd Gurley era is over. You're never seeing that workload again. You're never seeing that type of offense again. Yeah. So why are we stressed about a Rams running back? No, no, but here, because look, people have him on look, people have them on their teams. They want to know what to do with them. And I absolutely agree with Drop Robert. Him. No, no, you're not dropping him in Dynasty. You're absolutely why? holding him, bro. You're holding him because you know why? Because as, as this is what I would do. I would hold him and pray that he has this one good game, a multi-touchdown game, and hopefully I could, you know, I could flip him off of that touchdown Because you're game. constantly going to be dealing with the headache of knowing when to play him. It, but is there, if you're selling him, people are not going to pay anything. What, they're going to give you a third? Like, no one's paying a second for acres right now. So Put him on the market. Put him on the block. <laughs> I like what Paul said. Dropping it against Adrian Peterson. Look, Adrian Peterson, for Vince they Young. might... Adrian Peterson might come back in the league and take his job. He might I'm do a better job. Makers for Darren Sproles right now. <laughs> right, but anyways, we we gonna we gonna move on, y'all. Again, thank you guys so much for again for tuning in. We about to go into our segments, fire content only, worst third. So basically, we're gonna now we're into week five. We gonna we that was week four. We're into week five. So now we're gonna be talking about players that are gonna exceed expectations, and we're gonna talk about players that are going to disappoint you this week. So. I'm going to step back. This is LQ's time. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be in the background. I'm going to let him do his thing. I LQ, take it away from here, man. Yes, sir. Listen, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy LQ, Mr. Real Deal Fantasy HQ. You see the face, you know the case. Fire players only this week, guys, that are going to exceed all expectations. Now, listen, last week, don't flinch. Don't worry. You got to follow the volume with Christian Kirk is my first guy. You need to have locked in this week. Listen, Christian Kirk, the Eagles defense is really like that. You really cannot really question why the Eagles are, you know, playing the Jags like that because the Eagles are really like that on both sides of the ball. They're handling business. But the good thing about Christian Kirk, 27% target share, people. That is something you need to have noted. Follow the volume. It's there, clear as day, plug and play. They have the Texans this week. It's a tough matchup because, you know, it's a division game, but the Texans defense on the back end is a little banged up right now. So Christian Kirkman, he wasn't able to get the job done last week. Do not flinch. Put him back in your lineups. Listen, you can't get anything done either when Trevor Lawrence has five turnovers against the Eagles. So you cannot sit there and say, oh, Christian Kirk had a nice run. No, I don't want to see that. Plug and play him. He's locked in this week. Going on to my second guy. This may seem a little left field. This might seem random, but it's not. Raheem Mostert versus the Jets this week. Listen, this is probably the most riskiest, like, publicly on video saying to go put him in your lineup. Say he's going to exceed all expectations, but I'm going to take the risk for you because we're bringing the heat this week. Raheem Mostert, listen, the workload is increasing every single week. Mostert has 73% of the snap. Offense last week versus Chase Edmonds with 26%. And listen, on the season, it's Raheem Mostert's backfield, RB1 with 57% of the backfield. Now, listen, I'm telling you now, the next five weeks is going to be a layup for the Miami Dolphins if they can keep Teddy Bridgewater above water and he just doesn't turn the ball over. They may look to the run game to get the job done. And you're probably thinking, hey, Chase Edmonds has two touchdowns. But listen, Raheem Mostert is leading in carries in the red zone right now for that team, and he's getting the same opportunity as Chase Edmonds is. Also, two goal line touches for Chase Edmonds, two touchdowns. 
woohoo, but look at the volume. It's not there. It's nothing consistent. So we got to go with Raheem Mostert to be that guy in that backfield that they will be leaning on for the run game. He had 15, 15 rushes last week. That's a season high. The workload's increasing, so plug and play Raheem Mostert. Troy, bring your ad back up here. Man, I'm here, but ill. You got to put me on But nah. So here's the thing. But yeah, so the only thing, look, I think your points are good. Chase Ed, look, Chase Edmonds is the goal line back. So for whatever reason, they're not using Raheem Mostert on the goal line. So that does cap his upside a bit. So that's the only thing. Look, I know Chase Edmonds is a volume, but but not no, not not like, but Chase Edmonds is the one that's scoring. Raheem Mostert is not scoring. Yeah, that look, means there's lack of fantasy. On the goal line. He has two touchdowns. It He's is efficient. He's efficient. We yeah. like efficiency. Just like CEH. CEH is not getting a okay? He keeps going. That still does not, that still not justify his ADP, my friend. We were not talking about ADP is long gone, bro. We were week five. Why are we even talking I'm just about saying, ADP? You were whew, look, I, I'm still man. Like, I, but no, look, I was I was high on Chase Edmonds, but he's scoring touchdowns. So he, I'm I'm semi-right. I'm a little bit right. <laughs> Right. We take it in my right. Now, listen, right, now, cool. now it's, that's my turn. Get out of here, bro. Now it's my, my time to shine. Get your ass out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here, bro. All right, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Troy, a.k.a. T. King Moe. And for worst thirds, I'm going to talk about players that are going to disappoint you. I might as well say any Rams that's not Cooper Cup and Higby. I already said earlier in the show, please don't trust anybody. Running backs, whatever. We're going to start up with that. Don't trust anybody. My second guy is going to be Rashad Penny. Now, I know a lot of y'all going to be looking at me crazy because he had such a big game last week, but we need to look at who he played. It was Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions for years have been notorious for giving up a lot of rushing production to running backs. But this week, he faces the Saints defense, and they've given up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. So, And also, we have to look outside of last week. Rashad Penny hasn't been an RB1. He hasn't done what he did last week. So I'm willing to bet that last week is more so an outlier versus the norm. So I just want you to be careful. I'm not saying you can't start Rashad Penny. I'm just saying that we might be looking more low RB2 flex territory versus the RB1 production that you saw last week. And lastly, I'm going to do Gabe Davis. So Gabe Davis He's been dealing with an injury, right? He's been dealing with an injury, and he only had one good game this year. It was week one, and then he missed, you know, the last game. Then he missed week two, and he's done nothing week three and week four. So he's had three receptions for 37 yards and one for 13. So to me, I, we got to watch the practice reports. Until I see this man just looking healthy or positive reports coming out, because right now he's playing all the snaps. Like he's running all the routes. He's just not doing anything. It is reminding me of old Gabe Davis, which I do not like. So I want you to be wary because, look, we just haven't seen the production. So I know everyone's thirsty. Everyone's still thinking about week one. They're still thinking about the Bills offense. Isaiah McKenzie, I know he's dealing with a, a concussion, I believe. So just be careful of Gabe Davis, at least for this week. I just need to see him healthy. I need to see him again targets again before I fully feel comfortable putting in my lineup and just set it and forget it. ILQ, get your ad back here. We're going to talk, bro. Come on. We're going to talk. Okay. So tell man. me tell me what you think, man. What, what do you think about my list? I know you have something to say about Gabe, so I'm going to let give you the floor to you about Gabe. Well, Gabe, listen, man, I, I think everybody's copping out that he's injured right now, that he's not 
fully healthy and all this other stuff, but we're seeing exactly what Gabe Davis has been through his career. I mean, honestly, we have to look at what, what's been on the table, what's been in front of us the last couple of years with Josh Allen, and he's been favoring the slot position. And you got to understand when you have somebody like, you know, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, and Isaiah McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie is getting open. Targets are earned. And I'm not saying that Gabe Davis is a terrible route runner before we go deep diving on that. But before people cop out and say he's not fully healthy, then why is he on the field? Why, when he comes back from, you know, injury, he's running the most routes on the team. I mean, he led Buffalo in week three in routes ran. So he's out there doing nothing but cardio and he's not earning those targets. And if he's not healthy, that's a bit selfish on him having insufficient routes that are being ran. So therefore you're looking at it like, oh man, I drafted Gabe Davis this high, blah, blah, blah. And he's not getting returned. But this is something that we've seen. We haven't seen a consistent volume where he's averaging like seven targets a game which we honestly want him to but stefan diggs is still the king there you got to understand that slot position is something he's always been going to freaking cole beasley three years in a row had a hundred plus targets what, what what are we doing like there's nothing new here the only thing that's new about this offense is singletary getting involved in the passing game in the last five games that's what we saw with Devin Singletary last season, him getting more involved in the passing game and him getting more touches overall in the running game. So this is what we got to deal with. This is information that we have to, you know, process and move forward with. I got you. But here, before I want to answer a couple of questions I see in the chat, Dennis is asking us, aren't these players droppable? I'll tell you right now, Dennis, Acres, I I don't mind dropping Acres for maybe Algier because, look, I think Algier is going to be the RB1. For the Falcons offense, they've been very run heavy. I wouldn't mind dropping Acres for Algier. Brian Robinson, maybe I would drop him for. Corey Davis, he's been looking good, but I see you have Wilson and Lazard and Michael Thomas. I don't necessarily you know you need Corey Davis and you yeah. have Garrett Wilson. So I would say that I wouldn't mind you dropping it for John Algier or Brian Robinson. He's coming back. He has an opportunity in front of him. He could be the RB1. So I like either of those guys for Acres because Acres is obviously not doing anything. I think I saw one more question, and then we're going to get to the waiver wire stuff for this week. Okay, one more question. Start to Stevenson, J-Rob, Najee. I'm I'm probably doing J-Rob, Najee. What about you, bro? Absolutely. Volume here. I mean, Stevenson's still the back of the hair. His hair is still fine in the end zone. Perfect. All right, guys. Now, we're going to do a hard transition now, waiver wire. Look, I got to put my waiver wire claims after this show. So there are a couple of guys. We're going to go break it down by position in terms of guys that we like, that we're targeting, who are available in the majority of leagues, whether you play on ESPN, Yahoo, Sleeper, whatever the case may be. We're going to start off with the quarterback. So I'm going to run through the list. LQ, you tell me who stands out to you, who you like more than the other. We got Geno Smith, Teddy Bridgewater. He's playing the Jets. Obviously, two is out with his concussion. And we had Jared Goff, who's still somehow available in – so many fantasy leagues. I believe he's like QB five right now. So yeah. tell me, do you, who's your favorite? I mean, do you like all the guys? Do you disagree with any of them? Is there any no, of them that you're hesitant I, about? I like all the guys, but I'm hesitant about Geno Smith. I think the humble pie is coming very soon where he hits a halt where it's just like yucky points where it's like under 20 points. So I'm going to ride with Jared Goff because they're number one right now in points scored. Like, I don't think people are processing that. Like without Crazy, the Lions, without bro. Swift. You got to understand without Swift, without Brown and that rookie, Jameson Williams. And it's like, come on, bro. Like they're 
35 points per game right now. And it's nuts that Jared Goff is looking the way he is because he's handling the ball perfectly. He has 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. That's a good touchdown interception ratio. So you, you got to pick him up because he's looking good right now in an offense that was lacking two star players. No, I, I absolutely agree with the list. I have nothing to add there. Now let's switch over to running backs. Running backs, we got a lot of running backs this week who could, and, and it's just a preface. You don't necessarily have to plug and play these guys, but at least get them on your bench, see yeah. them how, see how they look. Unless you're dealing with a bunch of injuries, you don't necessarily have to force these guys in your lineup, but these are guys you at least want to put on your bench. Running backs, we got Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley, both Falcons running backs. We don't know who's going to be the guy. I think it's going to be Tyler Algier. Caleb Huntley, they, he's been on and off the practice squad. So I think Tyler Algier is going to be the guy there. You got Rashad White, who saw a little bit of action for the Bucks. I do like Rashad White, especially in full PPR leagues. He's looking good. Also, we got Mike Boone running back for the Broncos. Latavius Murray, they just signed him off the Saints practice squad. I think he's going to have a role in that Broncos offense now. And then lastly, also for the Colts, look, there's, you know, Jonathan Taylor may or may not play. You got Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson's not a household name. He might get some run. I think Naheem Hines, his role, he's going to stay in Naheem Hines' role. He's not just going to take Jonathan Taylor's role. So that's one thing to be mindful of. And lastly, I have Raheem Mostert. Somehow he's actually still available in a lot of leagues, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So if Raheem Mostert is on waivers, definitely go after him. But, yo, tell me, do you agree with this list? Oh, give yeah. me a sec. We do have a question first. Got priority one. Do we use it on Rashad? Why? Both were dropped last week. Ooh. Ah, would, you, would you use the number one waiver wire on any of you guys? Because I think one thing I don't know – because here's the thing, like I would have used it on someone like Khalil Herbert, for example, right? We know Monty's yeah. out for a little bit. So would you use the the number one waiver wire on either Rashad White or Pacheco? Man, I mean CEH is over there scoring the touchdowns. Um Pacheco workload is increasing week after week, but I don't know, man. I think I White, would White is giving me vibes that he's gonna be leaned on a his... lot more moving forward because Leonard Fournette was not in at all on one of those drives. Like he completely took it all the way down to the goal line. You know what I mean? So, and uh, I think what it is is like if you're using it on any of these guys, you're doing it more so of like wait and see. Like you're waiting until okay, yeah. Later. Long term, if we're talking about it, we're looking at White. In the short term, if you need something right now for the upsides, Pacheco. Agree? Yeah, but I think the problem is also is that these guys right now aren't going to be like your RB1, RB2. They could just give you like yeah. – these guys could just give you four or five points. on the way. So that, that, that's why I'm a little bit hesitant of do I want these guys? Yeah, I don't know if I'm willing to give up my number one waiver priority though because, again, you're doing it for someone like Khalil Herbert, for example, who's like, okay, Monty's that's out right. for a while. Khalil Herbert, he's a plug-and-play kind of guy. That's normally what I like to use my number one priority on. I don't like to use my number one priority of, okay, this guy might be good for me later. So yeah, I'm a little bit hesitant. Of my, are injured right now. And I just don't think any of them are getting enough work for you to do that. So, yeah, I feel like for Fab, you can pick up any of these guys, but I wouldn't waste my number one priority on them just yet until I wait for some type of injury. But, yeah, so, yeah, don't don't – waste your priority on there because again it's also 
there's some just wait i would say just wait it's a great question but don't don't wait to use it right now all right we're going to move on to wide receivers there's a couple names that stand out surprisingly Corey davis is available in a lot of leagues so i'm targeting Corey davis in those leagues you also got devin duvernay so devin duvernay He's been involved in the offense. He's been scoring touchdowns. He hasn't gotten a lot of volume, but we also see that Rashad Bateman is a little bit banged up. So if he's a little bit banged up, I think that's just more opportunities for Devin Duvernay. So I would definitely try to grab him if he's available in your leagues. And we also got Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds balled out last week, and I still don't know if you know Amaran St. Brown's going to play this week. I don't know if DJ Chark's going to play. So if, if Josh Reynolds is available and those guys are out, Josh Reynolds is he's definitely somebody I'm flexing. Absolutely. Is there any names that you want to add or anyone that I'm missing? Or what do you think of those guys? Now, nah, Corey Davis and Josh Reynolds are definitely guys I'm targeting to pick up. If I'm riddled with injuries, and you know, we still got guys that are like still dealing with injuries that are lingering and stuff like that, aka Keenan Allen. So picking up one of these guys, you know, is a nice plug and play. Josh Reynolds obviously having that previous chemistry, previous relationship with Josh, uh with Jared Goff. You know, when they were the Rams and, you know, I really feel as though he's he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing, which is good. He's not doing too much. He's not doing too little. And he has the red zone upside. No, absolutely. Hey, guys, again, thank you guys so much for, you know, tuning in. Make sure you're liking the video. Thank you guys so much for your questions and your interactions. It really means a lot to us. All right. For tight ends, tight ends. There's, there's a, it's not great, but you got your Hayden Hurst, you got Ty Conklin. Ty Conklin yeah. didn't look as good last week with Zach Wilson, like he was getting targeted with Joe Flacco. But these are guys again you can use as streamers. You know they, they're involved enough. And Mo Ali Cox, Mo Ali Cox got six receptions, eighty-five yards, I believe, two touchdowns. And that, that, to me, I'm a little skeptical. That was a very yeah. outliers game for Mo Ali Cox. I don't think that's something where you can consistently. Yeah, I don't think you can consistently go off of it. So be careful of that. And Will Disley. Will Disley somebody that's been scoring touchdowns on a consistent basis. The volume isn't the where I want it to be. But, again, if you're with these streaming guys, you're looking for touchdowns, you're looking for red zone targets. So I like those guys. Any opinions there? Anybody I'm missing? I mean, no. You, you hit it right and nail on that. I mean, honestly, none, none of these guys, you know, that we talked about with, like, Moelle Cox and stuff like that, Hayden Hurts started out cool. Uh, it's just a little weird right now. And then you got to deal with Tyler Conklin with Zach Wilson coming back. So, again, all these guys are just streamers. These aren't, like, start and forget guys that you're picking up for a long-term look. Oh, no, absolutely. I agree. And then lastly, defenses. If you play a league with defenses, there's two of them that I think are widely available. You got the Miami Dolphins versus the Jets. I don't think That's I need cool. to tell you why. Zach Wilson, I think he's still turnover prone. I think the defense, Miami defense, is very good. So I think that the defensive line is very good for Miami. So I would love to start them against, you know, the Jets. Jags, Jags get Houston. Jags have been one of the best defenses in the league this year. So the Jags are available. Last go week. target. Yeah. <laughs> go, go target. I mean, last week, you know, the Eagles did the thing, but. Go, yeah, they, they had, had to pick six was, uh, rushing yards per game, you know, before they faced the Eagles. And then Miles Sanders put up a career high. Yeah, so but now Jags, I really like them, as well as Tennessee defense against Washington. Uh, Carson Wentz is one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, so I really like that. We just know he's turnover prone. So those are guys I like for defense. But that's it for the waiver wire, guys. Now we're going to switch over. We're going to preview Thursday night football. 
So yes, Thursday, so Thursday night football. Okay, so we got the Colts versus the Broncos. So it's a big deal because Jonathan Taylor. We might not have Jonathan Taylor this game, bro. And, I mean, as a, yeah. and he's been extremely disappointing all season. We got to talk about it. Jonathan Taylor has not been worth the number one, number two pick, whatever the case may be. He just has been bottled up. I don't know what it is, but the entire – I feel like Matt Ryan hasn't looked good, that good either, so I feel like a lot of it has to do with Matt Ryan. But, but last year with Carson Wentz, though, Jonathan Taylor is a little Jonathan Taylor. So I don't know what's going on. But what are your expectations for this game? Oh, and also Javante Williams is – out for the year, so now it's going to be yeah. a mix of Melvin Gordon, Michael Boone, uh, Latavius Murray. Murray. So, what are your thoughts about the game? Are you concerned? Who you think is going to be standing out? The floor is yours, my friend. My concern is really with Jonathan Taylor because it, this goes into the theory of starter studs. You know, if he's healthy, you put him out there. But again, I, it's a short turnaround week, and that's why these Thursday night games are tricky because it's like. He could go off on your bench and he could go off in your lineup, but this injury, he could be chopped in the first quarter, you know, with something that, you know, fresh in the injury. So this is one of those situations where it's like, man, you, you just got to roll the dice in this situation. You pray top priority for him one-on-one, you got to put him in and you just have to make sure your other like uh, positions are like solid, like the other flex. And if you're streaming this week for a tight end, pick up the best tight end that's going to score the most points this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what you need to do as well. It's just, and again, I think you could play like Naeem Hines in this game, but I think it would be weird by expectations because again, he's not going to get Jonathan Taylor's workload. So you got to be careful playing Naeem Hines. I'll play Pittman, the, the tight ends. I guess I'll go Morale Cox, but you never know which tight end is going to be available. Alec Pierce, he's been okay, but I can't really trust him. Broncos, hopefully Russell Wilson is cooking. You never know what kind of uh, Russell Wilson is going to get. I mean, this he, is might, good he, looked, he, he looked pretty good last game, finally. Yeah. I think he looked pretty good. They're getting together. They're learning as they go, especially the head coach. I know. And like, look, he's saying, why did you leave it, Javante? Look, Javante was looking so freaking good. And it's such a. That sucks, man. And, <laughs> and he's the end. Sorry, it's rough. But I was going to say, like, Melvin Gordon is really the only running back for the, the Broncos I'm confident in. I think Latavius Murray and Michael Boone, I think they're going to split. I just not confident in either of them. You're hoping. Like, I don't know what their upside is. You're hoping one of them might score a touchdown or get some catches, but Melvin Gordon is the guy you want. And get no more goal line duty. I tell you. I know. He keeps fumbling. I don't know what's going on with Melvin Gordon. No more goal line duty. So I think that's where Latavius Murray steps in because he looked good last week in London. I feel as though he's stayed fresh. He's always looked good in every opportunity he got. So he might. Most of the opportunities. I agree. He's he's, he's an older guy. I'm surprised. But look, I think he's he's a fine guy. He's like Mark Ingram, man. Mark Ingram's still out there. He's doing what he can. He's still decent. Nah, I mean, I agree. I just. He's not like Mike Davis or anything like that. Ew, gross. (laughs) We we ain't got to talk about it. But who do you think is going to win the game, Colts or Broncos? Oh, absolutely. I think the Broncos, they need this bounce back. I think they're not going to miss a beat because, honestly, when we're looking at the weapons, you know, they lost Javante, but they still have Melvin Gordon. They still have Sutton. They still have Judy. And Albert O could have a breakout this week. You know, the 
Albert O, no, bro. He has got no targets. He listen, no. Albert O he's might not. find the end zone. He might find the end zone. Bro, get consistent. Whatever body. you do, please do not start Albert O. He's done nothing for nobody's you. Nobody's saying so, start him. I'm just saying he could have a good matchup to overall win them the game. Ain't nobody talking fantasy, right, bro? Now. Stop talking. So I'm talking about Albert O. To anyway, people, man. I hate tight ends for the Broncos. Absolutely, I would say it, but I'm just saying. He has a good matchup this week. I'm just saying he could possibly find the end zone. And if he does, I'm going to clip it, and then I'm going to post that face that you're making right now. That one right there. Clip Bro. it right now. 40-second mark. Duh. <laughs> no mark. one don't, – don't ruin our show by talking about Albert Oh, He's been oh. awful. Terrible. D- don't even look at his stat line, people, because this is going to make you cry. Tom like the tight end, tight end by committee, and he there. and he's supposed to be the starting tight end. It's absolutely disgusting. So now I am not gonna. I'm not playing. I am if not he playing. Touchdown, what are we betting? We been. We will talk about that off. We'll come back. I don't. Know, what should we bet? Uh, we, we, we could, no, we we could do it on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, make sure y'all yep. follow us on Twitter. By the way, T King Mode, Real Deal Fantasy. Again. Appreciate everybody in the comments. Making sure you're liking the video. If you already, if you aren't already subscribed, make sure you subscribe. I appreciate it. But guys, oh, before we go, Albert, no, I like Alberto. <laughs> Albert, no, I think that's a good way to end the show, guys. Thank you so much for rocking with us again. Remember, this is TL Fantasy Football. We are here every Tuesday from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And look, we appreciate you guys rocking with us. Again, make sure you're liking this video, making sure you sub to the channel. Make sure you're following me, T King Mode, on Twitter. I'm, that's me on every social media platform, but Twitter's my home base. Real Deal Fantasy LQ. Make sure you're following him on Twitter and all social media platforms as well. Bro, do, yeah. Get yeah, get out of here. We're not talking about Albert Bro, o anymore. I'm not saying start him. I'm just saying he might. Um, wait, wait, we're done. We talked about man. this man. The team win. We, Listen, you asked me who was going to win. Nah, stop. We talked about him way too much. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys. Oh, before I forget, Thirsty Thursday halftime show on Thursdays. Love that. Love that. Thursday Thursday halftime show. Look, me, LQ, and our homie Sam Holt. For 10 minutes during halftime, we're going to break down the first half. We're going to preview the second half. So make sure y'all rocking with us there. You know, get your drink on. Come talk about it. Talk shit about whichever team. Come hang out with us on this channel. Thursday halftime show. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see y'all later. Deuces.